Hey, Matt, it's Ben. Hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, you know that wiki review intro that we've got that this is wiki review? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. What about it? Well, I've been thinking we've had that for about a year and I want to change it. Change it? What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking this time I want to do something epic and heroic. Epic and heroic. I think I could do something epic and heroic. Awesome. Since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. That's a good idea for a movie. How does Kickstarter work? Beer and McDonald's here. That would be a terrible idea. Gotta keep him coming back. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. And on this episode, we're going to do the Wikipedia page for Utopia. Or at least we were, but that's really not us. I mean, this is Wiki Review. So we're doing Dystopia. In a world where things are not what you wanted them to be, they're something else. Something not you, but more dis. Yeah, dystopia is not good. Yeah. <laughs> that was all right. Well, most <laughs> movies are about dystopia. To be fair, we're living in a dystopia. Okay, so there's utopian and there's dystopian. That's the whole point. Someone thought of the idea of a perfect world, utopia. And then someone, well, what's the opposite of that? Dystopia. Could just call it like right now. If anyone's familiar with George Orwell's 1984, that definitely gets a shout out on the dystopia page plenty. Yeah, that's if, and if you're not familiar with that, you probably failed middle school English. Yeah, they must have made you read that book in school. I mean, well, it was the year I was born, 1984. Everywhere we go. This is something that people always quote when they're talking about, like, a dystopian future. Oh, if the totalitarians get in charge, it's going to be, like, 1984. I'm like, fuck you, that was a good year. Well, Big Brother does exist. It's just a shitty TV show. Yeah, it turned out they're more interested in, like, I don't know, people stuck in one house. Is that still a thing? I don't think it's a thing in Australia. I don't think it's a thing anymore anywhere. No, I think overseas they've got the celebrity Big Brother US running at the moment. Well, we've got I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. That's essentially the same thing isn't it i guess except more torturous when you get celebrities involved it stops being the same thing i figure they use the word celebrity very loosely (laughs) was that the guy who was an extra in like the cosby show one episode now he's on this no i have to google all of them i don't know who (laughs) any of these people are on anything i'm out of touch so i'm like oh maybe these people are the new upcoming no no one on those shows are new and upcoming is there a i'm a celebrity get me out of here running at the moment i don't know i don't watch this crap it's got a Wikipedia page. Hey, that's good to know. Deal with it now so we don't have 
have to later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right. <laughs> Chris Brown. Well, is, no, he was a host. You mean like Rihanna Basher? Or is no, this no, Chris Brown? he's the vet guy. Oh, the, it's the, Australian the, celebrities. I was gonna say what they just let Chris Brown hang out with some other woman, but no, it was the the vet guy that chicks want to root. Season four in 2018. You got Fiona O'Loughlin, which we know she's cool. She's a comedian. Good for her. Shannon Noll. <laughs> which he's famous from a reality TV show, so that's full circle. That now he's on a celebrity mm. one. He's not moving up or down. That's definitely a sidestep in his world. It is also he's like the notorious, infamous. Okay, so you get like D-list celebrities, you know, like Shannon Noll. <laughs> He didn't even win. Why would he win? Yeah, he didn't even... He came second? Who did win? Guy Sebastian. That was like the first one. Guy Sebastian's still doing very well in uh, Christian concerts, I imagine. And Shannon Noll is some bogan who gets to go on reality shows. Well, he plays RSLs these days, I presume. Yeah, that's about his level. (laughs) Danny Green, the boxer. A lot of witticisms, I'm sure, come out of that. Who's Vicky Patterson? She's English and a reality TV star from I'm a Celeb UK. She won I'm a Celebrity UK. So she's just a professional reality star? Like they're saying she's famous because she did this show in a different country. If she was a reality star before that, she would have had to have been in another show. It says that she was in Geordie Shore, which is like Jersey Shore, but in England. So she's like a pommy snooky. Okay, that's stupid. <laughs> yes, I thought we knew this. I thought we'd all agreed on this. Who's Simone Hazeldzinger? Holtzinger? Something with a bagel? She's a model. No idea. Uh, she was best known for her appearance in Australia's Next Top Model. A show I also didn't watch. Peter Rossworth. Ross. Thorne? Ross we, Thorne. I feel like we should know him. He's a comedian. Ross Thorne. Doesn't even have a picture. Mate, help us out here. Oh, that fella. Oh, that dude. Okay. Yeah, okay. Peter Ross Thorne. Yeah, if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's just one of those that guys. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Oh, this <coughs> next one. Jackie Gillies is a psychic and reality TV star. And I find those two things are rarely, if ever, separate. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got to win, right? Or why would she turn up on the show? Yeah, ex- absolutely right. Why would she show up? if she- She'd know already. She should be able to use her, her psychic powers for evil. Josh Gibson, who plays AFL. Well, that counts, doesn't it? A former royal butler and the runner-up of I'm a Celebrity UK, Paul Burrell. Why don't any of these people have pictures on their Wikipedia page? Just take a photo. It's called shame. I wouldn't have my picture up there either if I was him. So him, he's just a butler he, and yeah. now he's on reality shows. I used to serve the Queen and now I eat cockroaches. Which, awesome. Lisa Oldfield, which is another reality TV star and she doesn't even have a link. It's a former politician. It really sort of just like patters out from here and if these other yeah. people are important and Mundine oh, Anthony Mundine yeah because they had to have him on with Danny Green oh look it says withdrew they went on and they left really quick Tomic the tennis player yeah apparently he was there for like a day oh Fiona Lachlan won yeah oh, this whole thing's like a, and yeah and <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Noll was runner up again, again. <laughs> dude you've got you're just like one big number two yeah <laughs> what about me <laughs> <laughs> uh, enjoy your RSL trip. And Danny Crean came third. Well, at least he got something. That's something. Didn't he get like a bronze medal at the Olympics? Sounds like he should have. Was he in the Olympics? I think he was an Olympic boxer. He did something there. I don't know anything about him except he got beaten by Mundine. And everyone thought he was going to win because they don't like Mundine. That's... I remember it. It was Green versus Machine. <laughs> the man versus the mouth. Oh, no, because they did man versus the machine because it was he's the green machine. And he's uh, the mouth. The man Mundine. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was man versus machine. I remember that, yeah. Machine lost. That's good. That's the right step in a dystopian world. Oh, uh, see what I did there? Do you remember when Anthony Mundine rapped? No. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't know about this. Wait, he tried to do a shack? Pretty much. (laughs) 
Do you remember there was a guy going back to like Australian Idol who like did a beatbox thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't, guy, yeah. He didn't get in because they're like, well, you don't sing, so we can't do it. But he actually had a career in his own right. I do remember that. And they made a little beatbox posse and everything. And he tried to be like a rapper and Anthony Mundine came into his song. Really? And he did like a verse. Wicked word, y'all. You know what happened to that kid? He said something at a party and someone smacked him in the face with a two by four mm. and knocked out a lot of his teeth and he can't beatbox properly anymore. I went to, do you know Exhibit? Yeah. Yeah. I went to an Exhibit concert and the beatboxing guy, he was opening for Exhibit. Because I knew another guy who was in his posse, later added, mm. and he was opening for Cypress Hill. Clearly they go, all right, let's get the beatboxers in, get them warmed up, you know. Let's keep hip hop acapella for a while. <laughs> then when we come out, they'll be like, hey, there's real music now. You see, you're good, but you're not going to pull focus. <laughs> So dystopia, right? Dystopia. A world where beatboxing exists. It's the only form of music. In a world where beatboxing is all people know. You go to the opera and all you hear is... I'd see that opera. You've got no other choices. It's true. It's dystopian. Dystopian essentially means just the world's not what you want it to be, which is always. Like, because usually they go straight for, oh, like the government's in charge of everything, which, you know, that's not that bad when you think about it. I mean, they're not really going to bother me. Kind of like Mad Max. Because there's the post-apocalyptic side to it. Because you've got, yeah, dystopian just means, ah, I don't really like this future. But then there's the post-apocalyptic, which that's where it's total dystopia. Everything's fallen apart. Society's broken down, which I have mixed feelings about. Sure. Well, there's no wiki review if society breaks down. The way I see it, if society breaks down, that's one of the greatest <laughs> falls in all of humanity. We've lost everything. But on the bright side, probably won't have to go to work anymore. No, no. You can probably have to sleep in on Monday. Exactly right. How much I feel for or against the apocalypse really depends <laughs> on which day of the week and which time of the day. Because about 4.30 every day on a weekday, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Launch the nukes. I really don't care anymore. What if it happened on a Friday afternoon? That'd wreck your weekend. It really would. And especially if like they really got their shit together and got it all wrapped up by Sunday. And oh, then like, you gotta go back. Then you gotta go back and you spent the whole weekend like, like apocalypting. Yeah, apocalypting. <laughs> Just like sh- being sheltered buddies with your friends. Yeah. To be honest, like that wouldn't really be much of a difference to my weekend. Oh, there's a nuclear attack. Everyone get into your bunkers. Everyone get in where it's dark, where no one can see you and you don't go outside. Just watch TV or something. I was gonna do that anyways. <laughs> Hell, I'd come back to work on Monday and people were like, oh my God, this whole apocalypse thing. Can you believe that's over now? The what thing? <laughs> you mean I had a chance to loot? Damn you. That does explain where all my stuff went. <laughs> Can I have that back, please? <laughs> but no, if the world ends, what's the first thing you do? And when I mean ends, I mean society breaks down and we're going Walking Dead style. We're going Mad Max here. What do you run to? What do you do? Are what? you familiar with the fetal position? <laughs> 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 that should sustain you for the next little while. I'm just gonna curl up. Curl up. Happy place. Happy place. I'll hide under a pile of coats and hope everything just works out somehow. That's it. <laughs> First thing I do, get all the toilet paper. Toilet paper is like I've noticed when places because we had the flood around here, toilet paper disappeared. It vanished on the shelves. First thing to go in a disaster, toilet paper. That's right. It's if, crazy. Because if the world ends, no one's gonna be making more, and that's a valuable luxury item. It's probably more valuable than money because you can't wipe your ass with money. Exactly. Well, you can. It will just very expensive. That <laughs> yeah, way. no, no, that's better off with the toilet paper. That's designed to wipe with. That's definitely the go-to. That's my tip for a post-apocalyptic world. Get all the toilet paper and then just sit pretty. People, you know, oh, get the food, get the water, guns. No, 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 just, just let them sort themselves out. They'll come back to you sooner or later. They're going to need to shit. And they're like, well, we got one in our bunker, one toilet roll. So we're like really being efficient with each square, getting all the edges and flipping and... I would 
love it. In the apocalypse, you just start a toilet paper business and you just go around selling toilet paper village to village. <laughs> Hello, are you coming to rob us? No, 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 hi. My name's Garth. I'm a door-to-door toilet paper salesman. Could I interest you in some of my wares? Double it's, ply? It's quilted. It's quilted. <laughs> Ooh, quilted. Now, what do you have in return? I'm going to need whatever the new equivalent to gold is, which I guess is toilet paper now. <laughs> just give me all your shit. Come on, it's scented. It's eucalyptus. Ooh, ooh, that's worth it. I've seen my rival. He collected tissues. Look, you don't want a tissue on your ass, all right? It's just weird. That's for sneezes and jizzes. If you were, like, out in the wild or you even, like, started this civilization and everything was going great, but you haven't got toilet paper, and then somebody comes to your village and says, hey, I can sell you toilet paper. What would you be willing to pay for that at that stage? Oh, just everything, <laughs> wouldn't you? That is the ultimate evil temptress. Like, you know, they told me Satan would come in an attractive form. No more leaves on the old dot. Like, oh. how much do I get for the village? Because it's yours. Just you toilet have- paper, I want it. I just want the toilet paper. What do you need? Food, all the food I can give away. But then again, if you give away all your food, you have no need for the toilet paper. So there's a line in the food. But I don't know. First born, second born. Any children I happen to have spawned, take them. They're yours now. They can now carry toilet paper for you onto your next town. Imagine you went into a village and you're the toilet paper salesman. You look at their food and it's like mostly curry. <laughs> you're like, I've hit pay dirt here. Oh my God. <laughs> They're going to need so much toilet paper. <laughs> the holy city. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys and your vegetables, huh? <laughs> You could also sell, like, chili as well. I also sell diuretics. <laughs> Free laxatives with each roll. Gotta keep them coming back. You reckon a toilet seat would go for a lot? I don't think so. I think people are gonna be squatting more. You mean, like, just a seat that you're just gonna plant somewhere? Because there's no more flushing. If you had a log, you could put it on top of a log and just sort of sit there so it spreads your cheeks in the right way. It can sort of be like you're on a toilet. I have seen a product. It's a toilet seat that goes on a tow bar where you'd normally put a trailer on a car. You just put a toilet seat there. Essentially at the back of your truck, take a crap and then drive off. Yeah, there you go. See, one of those. You yeah, could th- sell that for a bit in a post-apocalyptic world. What a <laughs> first world privilege. Like, no, 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 we don't squat. Look, I sit and let what happens happens. I need toilet paper. I can't stress that enough. The world's ending. There's going to be famine, disease, possibly zombies. I don't know how this thing works yet. But what I need to make sure is that I have a place to shit and then I have something to wipe it up afterwards. Otherwise, that's just a world I don't want to live in. Yeah, that is a game changer, though, if it is zombies. Basically, if it's anything that tries to eat you. But it's some creature or aliens or anything. With zombies, if Walking Dead's taught mm. me anything, mm. at first it'll seem like a big change, but mm. over time you just kind of get used to it. You know, while I'm going to the shop, just, you know, take a knife. Stab, stab, stab. All right, now we're good. You know, don't overthink it. I always figured three months. Three Give months. Give me three months and I'll be fine. That's just life to me now. We'll have a conversation as we're collecting toilet paper from yet another abandoned place and these things will just launch at you, <laughs> try and bite you. You know, don't freak out. I mean, you don't freak out when a cockroach lands on you. Well, I do, but yeah. you shouldn't. And then you sort of like straight through the eye onto the next thing. That'd be funny if you just stabbed a zombie in the head and I'm like, God, there's a cockroach on you. And like, oh, get it off, get it off, get it off. Ew, ew, that's gross. Meanwhile, there's bile dripping down off you. (laughs) Yeah, but that's normal. I'm used to that. Cockroaches are icky. Yeah. Like they move and they're sticky and they... Uh, No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't believe I'm for this dystopian world with cockroaches. (laughs) Well, they won't die in the nuclear explosion. Although the world's changing. Like back when we were kids, a dystopian or any kind 
kind of a post-apocalyptic. It was assumed to be nuclear because that's just what we had. These days, we've got all kinds of new things. We're past the nuclear thing. That's boring. Everyone has to go under and then come back up and there might be mutants. Now it'll be like something in the air or there'll be like a plant doing something. Or climate change. Yes, that's the big one, isn't it? But also there's the whole new thing of it'll just fall apart. Have you looked around lately at how society Mm. works? It'll do it itself. I don't think it needs any help. You've seen the movie The Day After Tomorrow? Yes, Tuesday. Where where it's global warming is pretty much the villain in that one. Running theme. If you've ever watched a documentary in the last 20 years, that's the bad guy. Global warming. Yeah, it was the inconvenient truth, but like a better version of that movie. (laughs) Much higher grade actors on it. Well, not that much. It had Jake Gyllenhaal in it, so. There we go. Donnie Darko. Prince of Persia himself. He was the Prince of Persia, wasn't he? Yeah, I won't let him forget it. (laughs) Yeah, why? Because he looks so Persian. No, I do remember in the day after tomorrow, there are literally scenes where they're running away from global warming. That's right. You see it like chasing them down the hall. The camera's the perspective of the global warming, I think. And it's yeah. just it's <laughs> chasing them. It's like, I'm going to get them. I'm going to freeze up this hallway. Quick run, he's after you. Well, it's not really global warming these days. It's climate change. So they're running away from climate change. Well, global it, like, warming freeze- causes that. So yeah. Yes. It's, just- it's basically the weather's going to fuck you up. But yeah. You can run from it down a hall. Because you're not safe inside anymore from climate change climate change comes inside now just in case you thought you know you could just stay and turn on the air con or something they're usually in like the dystopian thing the animals also take back the city which I'm not against yes this is Australia where animals kind of already do kind of own what they want to own there's the ones that we just don't go near unless we happen to be paid to do it like you know, poisonous snakes crocodiles which crocodiles never really were a problem in Brisbane but I bet if a dystopian future comes about they'll come on in yeah. to Brisbane though yeah why not they'll be like, hey, dude, climate change. We can go wherever we want. I've heard about this place where Ben and Garth live. I really want to check out there. But where's the closest body of water to here? I don't think a crocodile... Yeah, but the crocodile can't walk that far. Yeah, but this is the great thing about climate change. It'll just float over on all that new water or something. I don't know. They'll take Uber, okay? They'll get here and they'll eat your balls. So in this thing, are we like in a foot of water doing the podcast or something (laughs) like that? Well, obviously we go up like Mount Nebo or something. We find high ground. Could everyone... (laughs) That's even harder for the crocodile to get up to. <laughs> that's true. They're wily. They'll find us and they'll get us. Probably while you're sleeping. Well, that's the thing in Australia. All our dangerous creatures are snakes, spiders, and I guess like things in the ocean. So Sharks and such. Provided we don't flood. Because snakes are already pretty much everywhere. And so are spiders. Mm. <laughs> I'm not enjoying that. <laughs> are you dingoes? They're not as bad as you think. If you're a baby, watch it. I've been to a place in Arnhem Land, which is near that original land, where they had just like a little village where they sort of come and go because they're nomadic. There's one general store which also has petrol pumps. At the petrol pumps, there is a pack of dingoes at the pumps. And they just look like lazy dogs. They're just hanging out. You walk up, you're like, oh, they're dingoes. Should I be? No, you're fine. Just, you know, pull your car up, fill up, eat whatever you want as you walk through them. The ones you have to watch out for are the actual pets of the people who live there. Those dogs are wild. I got attacked by dogs. Literally, a pack of dogs surrounded me and tried to have a go at me. But the dingoes just sort of laid there like, you want to give us a chip? Give me a pat. I'm cool. (laughs) I don't think dingoes are everything we've made them out to be. Well, I assume they're just like dogs or wolves. Mm. They can be trained. It's all the same thing, essentially. They are a dog. I don't think they can bark, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the difference. I think they can do like a... But that's about it. So they're a dog with a speech impairment. Essentially, a better dog. You know that dog that you live next to? door to who never sh- okay so there's a dog I live next door to who never shuts up <laughs> barks all day the second his owner leaves if that was a dingo not only would he not bark probably eat the guy's baby too <laughs> that's a win win in my book crying stops too crying I mean, it got stops. really loud for a bit but then stopped <laughs> no. 
I was going to check it out, but hey, none of my business. My prediction in this new dystopian world, the bush turkey shall reign supreme. They seem to be doing all right. Whereabouts I live, they're just everywhere. And you think, well, you know, what can they do? They will outwill you. They want it more than everyone else. <laughs> I'm not saying they can beat anything in a fight. I'm just saying that everywhere I go, I see bush turkeys. But in the dystopia, aren't they pretty much food? Well, you'd think that. But this is like the new world where we're all panicking and they're just like doing what they always did. They're in their game. They haven't been wiped out yet. If anything, there's too many of them. They're kind of a plague. Would you steal their eggs? I'd try to eat them. I'd try to steal their eggs. But in this conflict of attempt to survival, I'm saying they'd win. <laughs> I don't know fully how. I just believe that they have a strong willpower. See, I'm not sure they would win, but if they got together and organized, oh yeah, then we would be fucked. Like if, if we saw them lined up in an army, I suggest we surrender immediately. <laughs> I second that motion. <laughs> as soon as they stop acting like a bunch of turkeys and start being a bunch of turkeys, a group, mm. some sort of hierarchical militant, you know, the general turkey, you can tell because his cob's the biggest. <laughs> Oh, they're coming! Because we had a turkey at where I work that kept coming into the back and just going into the gardens and just digging shit up. So in order to get rid of it, what they did was they got a bunch of stuffed animals and put them on sticks and just lined it up along that. And it terrified the turkey and he hasn't come back since. Just so they're neat. not exactly the brightest thing. Yeah, but neither are humans. Have you seen a humans act? To see the turkey run off and go, what was he scared of? Oh my God, a stuffed animal! <laughs> run away. I'm just saying, in a game of minds, human versus turkey, I can't predict the winner. <laughs> and then you've got things like kangaroos. No, we'd get the crap kicked out of us. They're plaguing all over Australia. There's too many of them, if anything. And they can sit on their tail and kick you. Not a good thing to happen. Though has recently the human race on average got a little dumber because we lost Stephen Hawking? Oh, absolutely. That bell curve has just gone back a couple of steps. <laughs> yes. He was holding up the whole class. In all fairness, though, he wouldn't really do too well in a dystopian world. No, that's a case of he better be useful. I love the man. I love what he did. I loved everything he raised, but nothing he's done would actually be helpful in a post-apocalyptic world. I have found out the galaxies across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where can we get food and sharp objects to kill the tribe over? Ultimately, we no, 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 no. Look, you wants to keep filling up your batteries. <laughs> I'm like pushing him around going like, it's going to be good for something, right? <laughs> we need to build a shelter. Do math to make that easier. <laughs> That's what I figured. He'd be there like I'm like one of the greatest minds of all time and the tribe leader because there's going to be tribe leaders. You just know. Yeah. Probably have a mohawk. We'll just walk up and go, how do you make a bomb? I do not know. Well, you're fucking useless. <laughs> and that's the end of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. So, so we brought him back to life for this fantasy world. Now you've killed him off again. I didn't kill him off. Mohawk guy killed him <laughs> off. He was just doing what we were all thinking. I'm going to be a selfish motherfucker in this future where everything is like, you know, take it if you can get it. I'm not helping out wheelchair guy. I'm not helping out anyone. You're on your own and you know this. <laughs> There's a can of beans. There's a good chance someone's going to get stabbed for those beans. If there's two cans, then I guess we can share. Yeah, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, we respect <laughs> that. Wouldn't it be a miracle now if we started walking? <laughs> <laughs> That would be the start of the zombie apocalypse, I imagine. Yeah. Like, he gets up and they're like, so paraplegics can be walking zombies? It's interesting. <laughs> Something to think about, you know, guys. I'm not saying, like, oh, you'd be dead, but your legs wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not saying you'd prefer it. I mean, you've got a great life, but you've got that to look forward to. So what have they got on this dystopian page? Yeah, so they break it down, all the different issues that can cause dystopian Common politics. themes, politics. That's a very George Orwell 1984 thing. There's a big totalitarian thing going on when they talk about dystopian 
dystopia, like in a world where everything's run by evil men. Three months after it started, I'd probably be fine. I don't care who's in charge of me. I got stupid rules I got to follow now. There's just new stupid rules. What, I just have to go to a different place every morning and toil? I was going to toil anyways. That seems to be my role in this world. In fairness, most of the things they're making illegal, I wasn't planning to do anyway. That's exactly right. A one child policy, not an issue. They did like a huge book burning. I'd be like, eh, I'm not that big a reader anyway. It's true. I mean, if it was a Mao Zedong situation where they're going around rounding up smart people and killing them all, we're not going to be on that list. Yeah, I think we're pretty left out on that. If they grab us, we're like, no, listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. These guys are fucking stupid. You may go, go play in the sandpit or whatever it is you kids do. But if it's a reverse where they're trying to make a utopia dystopia where they're like, all right, just round up all the idiots and kill them. We need to hide. We need to Anne Frank that shit. I need to be in an attic. I'll write a diary. It won't be as thrilling. That's why they're trying to kill me. But people in those situations love running idiots because they'll pretty much do anything they want. Easily manipulated. I'll hail anyone you ask me to. Just whoever's got the gun. Society ended. What are we doing now? You're in charge. I see you have a fully loaded weapon. What am I doing for you today, sir? (laughs) What time would you like your coffee, sir? (laughs) You know, that would make life a little easier. And also because I hate getting up going to work. It sucks. And the whole time you're like, oh, this reality sucks. Every day I have to take orders from this guy. Why do I have to take orders from this guy? Because I need money to blah, blah, blah. In this dystopian post-apocalyptic world, why am I doing it? Because he'll shoot me if I don't. I have to. It's not like I'm only doing it because of blah, blah, blah. That is the one thing that I would miss about it is if they said that you couldn't bitch about it. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to do anything, but come on, at the end of the day, just let me just say that it sucks. I know we say hail this guy, but he's kind of a douchebag, don't you reckon? (laughs) Yeah. Just let me get it out. I'm just venting. I'm not going to overthrow anyone. <laughs> Look at me. I'm not going to start some new political party. Just let me go home to my missus and go, well, that kind of sucked. As long as it's not this world where it's run by some guy with an insane brain who's like, everyone has to have happy thoughts all the time. That's not me. I, I couldn't cut that. What if it was all like Twilight Zone and it was this kid who could actually probably a reference you'll more get, you know, where like Bart in the Simpsons and the Treehouse yep. of Horror where he could yeah. think things and it would happen. Yes. That was based on a Twilight Zone episode. They all are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it's a Treehouse of Horror, it's mm. based on Twilight. What if you had some 10 year old kid in charge and you all had to be happy and think happy thoughts? I literally could not do that. At the very beginning when they're like, think happy thoughts, the first thing I'm going to do is have an unhappy thought. It's like that whole don't think of an apple. Damn it. <laughs> Pink lady. Red delicious. Now it's Granny Smith. You okay. can't not think of it now. Now I can only think of apples. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't think happy thoughts because the first thing I'd think is like, oh, I don't want to be happy. <laughs> exactly. Don't make me happy. Don't tell me what to do. I'll be grumpy. Look, I'll do whatever you want, kid. What do you need, a puppet show? Like you go up and stub your toe and you're like, ah, that was awesome. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad that happened. I'm so glad this kid runs my every thought. He's a 10-year-old kid. It's easy to work around, I'm sure. Oh, they tried. It doesn't. Yeah, obviously someone's thought this through a lot more than me. The Twilight Zone is a weird place. If you're there and anyone offers you anything, just don't. Don't. Like someone comes up to you and says, like, do you want a hundred million dollars? If you're in the Twilight Zone, just let it go. Let it go. There's something that's going to happen. You will regret it. You're going through a door. A door to a place. This place is a vortex. Inside that vortex, there might be another guy who offers you something, but you take it and then something else will happen that was unexpected. 
Because you're in the Twilight Zone. That is something we have talked about before on the podcast where if like I had a monkey paw and I'd use the five wishes up and I've got to pass it on. And I say, look, I'm going to pass it on to you, but don't use it. Everything you do is going to backfire. I know you think you can beat the system, but you can't. Here it is. And you've got five wishes that you've been warned will screw you. And I said, just put it in a drawer. Challenge accepted. (laughs) The difference is, you see, I'm not an idiot like you. It's like when kids say I'm going to be a gangster and you're like, why do you want to be a gangster? Well, because of all the gangster movies I've watched. How do all those movies end? I'm going to do it different though. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to learn- not die. Tell me about your wishes and what went wrong and I'll try and figure it out backwards from there. Instead of like coming out with a big gun and like going, say hello to my little friend and like <laughs> shooting people. I'm going to have like a back door. I'm going to make sure when I make my mansion, it's going to be like this back door that I can just disappear onto. And no. done. I survive. That is literally the only change I'm going to make to the whole Scarface plot. I'm going to be an idiot. I'm going to kill people. I'm going to be a Cuban refugee. I'm going to steal Michelle Pfeiffer from some balding guy. I'm going to do way too many drugs so that I'm completely out of my mind, but I'll have a door. I don't see how that could fix everything. Yeah, I'm going to screw over the Colombians. Just have a little door. That'll be fine. (laughs) I'll be the only gangster whose movie has a sequel. Yeah. (laughs) Should have had a door for that one. Yeah. (laughs) That was the end of it. So we're going through the common themes of dystopia. We're looking at the politics. And what I like about this immediately is there's a bunch of movies referenced, which I know. For example, Battle Royale. Have you seen Battle Royale? Is that the one where they're all thrown in and they got to like kill each other? Yeah, the Japanese one where there's too many people. For those of you who haven't seen it, there's too many people. They don't have enough spaces in schools. So classes get shoved on this island, given weapons and there's all other rules and the winner gets to go to school. Cool. I was just guessing. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's the title. (laughs) Oh man, you got to check out. There is a Battle Royale too. So it's basically Hunger Games. Well, Hunger Games is basically that. Hunger Games totally ripped off Battle Royale and made it lame. Yeah, I made honest, it for girls. It's girl battle <laughs> royale. True. It's very Japanese as in, yeah, you've seen Japanese horror and they're all school kids and they all have their whatevers and they're people killing each other with axes. Great. Highly recommend that. Have you seen Wii? No. Neither have I. It says it's a novel though. So I guess we, if I saw it, it'd be on a shelf somewhere. And this is Wii with one E. Don't get excited guys. I'm not talking about P. Although I probably would have been more interested in it. If it was titled P, it would be dystopian, wouldn't it? In a world where there's just piss everywhere. I'm assuming we is like a group that's rebels against the government because the government's dystopian and shit like that. Well, we have, it is the political thing. I was going to say we is like, maybe it's like where everyone's one consciousness, but huh. yours makes more sense for politics. Huh. Hold on. Soylent Green. You- Soylent Green is people. Oh, they said they changed the recipe. <laughs> ah! Honestly, every time I hear that, I go, if I was already eating it and it tasted okay, probably wouldn't care. I'd try it. At if everyone else was though. Everyone else was already eating Soylent Green. Everyone was down like, hey, there's this new stuff. It's saving us on resources. And it tastes pretty good. You like Soylent Green? I like Soylent Green. And then they're like, it's made of people. We need to stop doing that. Hold on, hold on. A good bite to eat's a good bite to eat, right? (laughs) And I mean, I'm not one of those people, so I don't really see the problem here. What people were they using in that movie? Uh Were they just like kidnapping random people and turning them into Soylent Green? I think so. I don't even think I've seen the movie. I just know it's made of people. That's all you need to know. I've seen every cartoon that's referenced it. I've seen every uh, comedy sketch that's referenced it. It's like Sweeney Todd if Sweeney Todd was the government. (laughs) It's made of people. That's all you need to know. How does it taste? 
It varies from person to person. Ha ha! And then there's the Running Man. You remember that one? That's Arnold no, I'm Schwarzenegger. Of... Really? Yeah. In I a... find that sinless then. In a world where Arnold Schwarzenegger has to run through a gauntlet or something. It's like in the future there's going to be this reality TV show. This is before reality TV shows. They predicted this. It's going to be a reality TV show where people get put in there and they have to run through it while like people try and kill them. And if you make it to the end, which no one ever does, I guess you get to go free or something. I'm and... assuming Arnold Schwarzenegger makes it through. Oh, you know he does. Spoilers. Spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it, it came out in like 1987. So if you haven't seen it by now, it's probably not as worth watching anymore. And it kind of has a well-duh ending. You know at the end, he's going to win. Well, that's how I It's think- Arnold Schwarzenegger. He wins in every movie. <laughs> that's right. He'd be Predator. I mean, who beats a Predator? Only guy to survive that. I think Danny Glover did too. Oh yeah, he did good. He walked away with a gun or something. Like a, a trophy. Yeah, he-, he actually made money out of it. Schwarzenegger just lost all his friends. <laughs> yeah, but they seem like douchebags anyway. Yeah. And then, who was the guy in Predators? Predator. In Predators. No, you're thinking of Aliens. It was just Predator 2. No, there's a Predators. Oh, yeah. The one Adam that they Brody? made. Adam Brody. Is it yeah. Adam Brody? Yeah. Brody. You wouldn't think of him like you go, Schwarzenegger, Glover. Brody? Really? He seemed a lot skinnier than the other guys. And... Jewish? <laughs> Can I say that? He just kind of like, I'm glad they did it. He did a good job. I just, you know, just are you taking a new direction on Predators now? Well, they also had Danny Trejo was in that movie. Who's Danny Trejo? The angry Mexican looking guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that Danny yeah. Machete? Yeah. Machete, yeah. yeah. That's what I should have led yeah. with. They also had Oli Takarov, <clears throat> who he was a UFC fighter. Great fan I am. He was the Russian guy because he always plays the Russian guy. And they weirdly had that kid from that 70s show as well. Yes. <laughs> just, just, just in there. Yeah, I wonder why his movie career didn't pan out. <laughs> Come crawling back to the 70s show. But that was Robert Rodriguez who did that version. Who did like Desperado. Well, now I know why Machete was in it. Yeah, and I think yeah, he does the Machete movies. Yeah, he does those. From Dusk Till Dawn. And also yeah. Spy Kids, weirdly. What? Really? Yeah, he's no responsible way. for the Spy Kids series. That piece of crap for kids? That makes me feel better. He made a career of doing, oh, I'm doing B-grade slasher gore films, but like... I'm I'm really good. It's just I'm doing it bad on purpose. You can't just say that. You actually have to do something good. And like, I like the movies. I got nothing against Mm. the movies. I don't care that it does look like B-grade slasher crap because it is awesome. But don't act like you're good when you know, you know, you know your bracket, man. The only person who pulls off doing crappy movies and it comes across as like completely awesome is Quentin Tarantino. He can have a character have a 15 minute monologue before he shoots someone. In any other movie, it would be horrible but in a Quentin Tarantino one you hang off every single word Samuel L. Jackson is saying (laughs) (laughs) it's so true because you just know like he in Dust Till Dawn when the guy kills the vampire the vampire falls on a pool table and the eyeballs roll into the pockets that's a Quentin Tarantino idea that's when you've done so much coke (laughs) that you're there just like yeah 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 then he kills him then then the eyeballs the eyeballs they roll they roll and they hit the pockets two separate pockets very important Jesus man <laughs> And everything that gets said in his movies Is like yeah that would be the coolest thing to say It's like he goes Okay I gotta write a bit of dialogue What's the coolest fucking thing someone could say <laughs> Oh yeah there we go Okay What would be the coolest thing to say after that Oh yeah there we go that, That's how he writes a script I mean he did write the 
coolest conversation about McDonald's ever put on screen. Best advertisement for Maccas <laughs> ever. Maccas wish they could have done that. I'd love to see that ad. Royale with cheese. A Royale with cheese. It influenced me so much that when I was in Paris, I Everyone. went to a McDonald's and I got a Royale with cheese and a beer because they do that also in Italy. They should oh. do beer at McDonald's here. That would be a terrible idea. I know that we are in a nanny state, but there's a reason for that. <laughs> like Australians should not be trusted to make decisions like that. We're not equipped for it. Even at the beginning of Australia, it was a penal colony. These people were brought here because they can't be trusted. But I think I would use it instead of going down to the pub, I would just go down to McDonald's and drink there because then that just saves me a trip. Because usually Mac- after the pub, I go to Macca's <laughs> anyways. So let's just get drunk at Macca's, order all the burgers you want, go <laughs> oh, home. It'd fall apart for me because I'd be like, all right, not drinking tonight. Just grab some Macca's on the way home so I can just sit down. And I get to the drive-thru and they'd be like, would you like to supersize that? You can get a tolly. Yeah, all right, hand me the tolly. You know, there's a special on you. Just give me all the beer. You win again, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a stubby meal <laughs> and a long neck to go? Thank you. With every Big Mac, you'd get a free beer cooler or something like that. that. That's instead stubby of yeah, the kids' prizes, yeah. it'd be a, a stubby cooler. And right, then we've got economics after politics, which we described very well. Economics? Is there any way to explain that without that being boring? I'm glad you asked, sir. No, there <laughs> is not. <laughs> I didn't right, think basically, so. this is my favorite dystopian because nothing bad has really happened. It's just money's fallen apart. Picture everyone you have. This is what fucks them. Without exception, everyone who's a problem to you ceases to be a problem when economics falls apart. Because money is really only valuable because we all have faith in it and we all accept it. So what if like a day hit where everybody lost their faith in money and so you went to a shop and you tried to give your money for the food and they just wouldn't take it. We're keeping our food. We're so padded these days. You tap your little card. Think back. Remember you used to have to go to a machine to get the money out? Well now, instead of just going to a machine, it's like, okay, what do you want? All right, well, I got to go find that now. Instead of finding an ATM, which is hard, you got to like, all right, I need to find some balsa wood. Guess I'll go to a timber yard. Yeah, I have to learn to be useful. It means that anything you want is going to take a little bit of organization. Every time you go to get something, they're going to tell you what they want. Then you have to figure out how to get that thing, which means you're going to have to go like, because it just goes on forever. You find the balsa wood. They're like, yeah, well, what we need is a burger. Dude, I'm trying to get a burger with the balsa wood. Help Mm. me out here. (laughs) You can get burgers. (laughs) Knew I should have invested in balsa wood. What if we like exchanged our podcast? We could do like podcast episodes. You know, that's not going to (laughs) work. We both know. We're the only guys in town though. Like all the other podcasts are gone. I have noted that that when society breaks down, <clears throat> entertainment and the arts tend to suffer. I dare say more than most genres. <laughs> We could put on a play. We could. I think that would be the other way around it is that we'd have to literally put on live shows, which would have value. I'd we'd charge toilet now. paper. Yeah, but people would have nothing else to do. Society's broken down. Yeah, now you've got to deal with us, <laughs> you pricks. <laughs> oh, they do say in the economics when they're referencing things. Idiocracy. Have you seen that? I have. I love that movie. That is a genius idea for a movie where the world goes crazy because stupid people tend to have lots of babies. Smart people don't have many babies. So, so eventually the stupid people outnumber the smart people and the whole world is stupid. That's how Darwinism works. You watch it and you go, this is crazy. And then you walk around the next day, like just out in public and you're like, it's kind of already here. What, a couple of generations 
down the track, this is where we're going. This is what it is. There is a guy who is possibly one of the dumbest people that I've ever met. And he did tell me in conversation that he was the father of 10 children. And <laughs> I remember thinking, yeah. this is idiocracy, the person. That's how it works, yeah. There are some weird movies that are coming up in here. Like Alien. Alien, well, because, you know, they went to mine. I guess they were mining. To make money, they had to go to, which I think we said on, like, not too long ago on a podcast, that that makes no sense at all. There is no way. Yeah, the last episode, yeah. yeah. There's no way you could fly across a galaxy, afford to put people in stasis. I don't know how you do stasis, but I bet it's expensive. Yeah. It sounds expensive. It's cost prohibitive. And then how much crap are you going to fit on that ship? What is it, like a billion dollars per ounce that they take up there? And what are they even bringing back? Gold? No, that's worthless. What, fuel? You're going to need that for the ship. See, all they have to do is introduce teleporters, because as soon as you introduce teleporters, the whole idea of mining on other planets totally plausible, because it's no harder than to mine it on another planet mm. than mine it here. You just get a guy shoveling it into the teleporter. Yeah, simple. That'd be cool if you were a miner and had set up a bucket there. It was just this teleporter. So it's almost like a bottomless bucket to you. You just want to have a teleporter for everything. I'd never walk out of a room again. I'd just teleport out. Because I hope it'd be like, you know, the Star Trek one where you just sort of slowly fade out and then fade in somewhere else. I'd do that one. I just need to go to the bathroom. And then I'm gone. I didn't even have to get up. I'm still sitting. What if they had a rubbish bin one where you throw your rubbish in the bin and it teleports it to the dump? That'd be cool. I'd pay $5 a month for that. What about Avatar though? Because that's on the economics. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah, they were mining the... Well, I am familiar with Dances with Wolves. Yeah, yeah. And Fern Gully. Except this one's with blue cats. And they used papyrus font. It's very important to know. Well, you've got to see this movie every couple of years. They'll make it with lizards or something in a couple of years. I don't know. Dances with Smurfs. That's all you need to know. I assume that was they wanted to mine there, but the guy had to move the tribe. There was a tree involved. That sounds right. It seems like a tree kind of movie. And the villains were people. Shock horror. White men. (laughs) It's always white men. Yeah, that's your best bet. If you're ever in a situation and you're not sure who's wrong, just shoot the white guy. (laughs) Even if you're wrong, everyone's going to be cool with it. What about Robocop? This is like so out there. Like in the future, Detroit's going to have this really bad crime problem. There's going to be like neighborhoods you just can't go into anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much now. That's that's like 10 years ago. See, I never saw the remake, but I have seen the old ones. The new ones, well, you've seen the old ones, the same thing. No, the old one, he had a scene where he shot a rapist in the dick. <laughs> the remake was rated PG, and yeah, the original right. was rated R. But that was back in the 80s where you could do stuff like that. Well, he's a rapist, shoot him in the dick. Robocop made sense in the 80s, mm. because it was kind of a parody of all the movies that were sort of coming out around then. But these days, it doesn't make sense. It's like the six million dollar man in all fairness how good could you make someone for six million dollars i know that's like what three houses the jim carrey was going to do a six million dollar man movie really yeah and the joke in it was going to be how six million dollars doesn't buy you much these days so he was going to be very poorly made (laughs) so he was just gonna be a regular dude there was a goodness gracious me is a english sketch show of indians where they did a sketch called the six million rupee man where he's just like a dude the six million rupees like 100 bucks (laughs) So he'd go into the store. He's like, hello, I'd like to purchase some sugar. I see it over there. How did you see that? It's on the shelf just behind me. My brown eye allows me to see small items of shopping. (laughs) 
What about rollable? Oh, that was a great one. That's stupid. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm like, that's a great one. You're like, that's stupid. Just the concept that now our entire society revolves around some bullshit sport. Was it like that? I thought it was just a sport that got played because it's in the future where, like, rich people do what they want and therefore people have to play a deadly game. I don't know. To be fair, I didn't follow the intricate plot. I just wanted to see people get fucked up on the little half pipe thing. Well, apparently it's because of economics. Oh. There's a very similar movie called Future Sport. Yes, that was the PG version. That was the one kids were allowed to watch. Dean Kane was in it. Yes. At the pinnacle of the movie where he did his big speech, his catchphrase, let's play Future Sports. Why do you call it Future Sports if you're playing it now? And when they discontinue the sport, go, hey, you remember like years ago when we used to play Future Sport? Oh yeah, back in the past. Yeah, that's very <laughs> outdated. It's an ancient game now. <laughs> Now we play passball. It's actually really, like, ahead of its time. I would love it if they called football future ball. Oh, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> when it was, like, invented, it's like, wow, it's futuristic. <laughs> now it's like, what? What are you doing? What happens aside from economics? Family. Uh, that, that references... How does that even make sense? How is the dystopia... They've eradicated the family. So, like, oh. this is the idea that in the future, when babies are born, they're put into the system. They have to be raised differently, and therefore you lose that mother-father connection, which is an upside to everything. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You'd never ever see her on Facebook. <laughs> I'm sure there's downsides to it as well. I'm sure there's a reason that that wouldn't work out. I mean, you know, you'd get the appropriate amount of attention given to you. You'd get the proper schooling. You'd be given a stable meal, stable clothes. You wouldn't have to do embarrassing. But I'm sure there'd be a downside as well. Yeah. I'm just spitballing. There'd be a couple of people in my family that maybe I'd miss. But besides from that, there are definitely a widespread of people who it's like, yeah. I can take or leave you. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying, like, if I never met you or if I wasn't blood related to you and had to deal with you, I wouldn't. Like, if we were strangers, I wouldn't talk to you and there's a good chance I might spit in your face. (laughs) See, I figure the people who I'm talking about who I would miss, they know, and the people who are unsure, yeah, probably not you. Yeah, (laughs) If you're not sure right now whether I'm talking about you, I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. (laughs) I've already made this known to them. (laughs) (laughs) Then religion. In a world where religion is either gone or everything. It's one or the other. There's never something in the middle. And we all worship something or not allowed to worship anything. They're both bad, apparently. (laughs) I don't see how that's different from now. Yeah, people believe all sorts of crazy things now and it doesn't affect us. In Robert Hugh Benson's Lord of the World, about a futuristic world where the Freemasons have taken over. You remember the Freemasons? Remember that thing? That was a thing. That's what happens when non-Catholics form like a mafia. When I was over in London, there was a hotel that I worked at that used to have like a history. The building was many other things before it was that. And in there was a Freemasons meeting room and they weirdly had it opened up. So when our staff room was getting renovated, that's where we went in to have lunch. So there was a point where I actually sat in the head Freemason chair eating a bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> that's awesome. Like some prestigious people have sat here and now here I am with my cornflakes. <laughs> Adding to the legacy. No, they build halls everywhere. They're big on halls. Actually, the place I used to work was also Bedlam, which if you've heard of that, it's a mental asylum in England. Very famous. Then yes, I have. Uh, If you've heard about an English insane asylum, it was that one. Ah, okay, yep. The one where all the fucked 
up things happen. Identity. Now it's just saying words. People are permitted to live out of public view twice a week for one hour. Oh, this is that whatever you call it where everyone is being watched all the time. You know, like now. Yeah, but you get an hour off in this world. That sounds better. That's actually an improvement, isn't it? Yeah. Twice a week? You're shitting me. Bring on this dystopia. Oh, the novel we. That's what this is about. You're going to be watched. Hey, we. Hey, you get an hour off. This is 1921. In other words, all those things about Big Brother was originally a Russian novel. Ironically, 1921, that's about when communism started to be kind of brought in there. They were overthrowing the Tsar around that time. Oh, it says twice a week for one hour. Yeah. That's plenty of time. That's awesome, isn't it? I'd do that. Is I this... probably wouldn't even use all of them. I'd probably be like, do you want to go out for your hour? I'm like, nah, it's cool. I was just watching TV anyway. Yeah, you can watch me. Can I use it later? Does it have to be one solid hour or can like I break it out throughout the week? Go take a crap. I just don't want anyone to watch me crap. I gotta be honest. In the hour you give me, I'm just gonna masturbate here. <laughs> <laughs> you do that when we're watching you. I know, right? But this is the stuff I don't want you to see. This is where it gets weird and creepy. <laughs> I need the internet and I need you to teach me how to delete the history. <laughs> And don't look. Next time I'm updating my iPhone or whatever, that might be in the terms and agreements. Would you like two hours a week where we're not cataloging everything you do? Yeah, I agree to those terms. Let's do that. Yeah, violence. Finally. Which is probably how most things are going to happen. Rampant crime. Anything that's going to involve a motion picture, yes, that will happen. Clockwork Orange comes up in this one. Blood sports. They say you can be blood sports and it's... Oh, that's just what a blood sport is. Cool. I I thought it was going to be like the movie Blood Sport. No, but there's a Wikipedia page for Blood Sport. It's a good one to come back that. Straight to it, it's cockfights. Yeah, you have got (laughs) cockfights. It's just a funny thing to say. It's weird because you don't think it's chickens as tough. Oh man, they're nuts. Those breeds of chickens chickens yeah so is it that chickens are just complete pussies but roosters are fucked up and crazy well the breed of roosters that they're using are a lot more aggressive but yeah generally speaking a rooster will fuck you up hens pussies except when they're in egg laying mode then that's like a just stay away from if you go near their nest they'll attack you like you know any mother like protecting its young but the guys they'll just chase you down you literally will have to kick them in the head to get away from them and then people will be like dude you just fucked up your rooster he looks a bit weird now like i think you broke him like well it's either that or he hecks the shit out of me claws me i reckon if i was hanging out with people and i was attacked by some form of bird like a chicken or like a rooster or uh like a swan or something like that or a duck yeah. that would be very embarrassing that I, would be that would be very humiliating it's the type of thing you'd be given <laughs> shit for for like ever you'd be called duck ben oh duck balls and <laughs> like the ducks continuously pecking at you and chasing you you try and run away from it but you realize that the more you run away from it the, the stupider you're looking <laughs> And also, because, like, what's a duck going to do to you? That's a very intimidating thing. They're flapping, their beaks chattering, and they've got claws. People forget they got claws. But everyone else just sees you essentially losing your mind and getting scared as shit over a feather duster. You're scared of a duck? I sleep on that. My pillow's made of down. What's your problem? I don't know how I'd go about fighting a duck. Because if a person attacks me, at least I've got a strategy and a plan. I have no combat strategy that accommodates a duck. It's a weird (laughs) shape and it's tiny, so it's really hard. So do I stomp on it? I imagine. And that's harder than you think. <laughs> that's how you make pate, isn't it? Yeah, do you like kick it like a soccer ball? That's like- what I was going to say. You've played soccer, any animal like that. Okay, so because I grew up on a chicken farm and I was going through the shed one day in bongs. Don't recommend that. And this bird saw my big toe and went, oh, that looks like something I should peck. <laughs> right? And it didn't get the nail. Like, you know, the bit of skin right where it connects? The quick or whatever you call it? Like the, where, the really sensitive part. It pecked and it left a huge scratch. So my immediate reaction, and this was involuntary, 
I must point this out. It's very important you understand. I did not think of this. I just did this. Yeah, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I just reacted. He pecked, and then I soccer kicked it. And what's great about it, when you soccer kick a chicken, like, it goes up like a ball, but then it flaps its wings and comes down like a bird. That was really cool to watch. <laughs> I would have loved it if there was someone standing outside who just, like, saw it go by flapping its wings after you kicked it, and they're just like, get out of here. Chickens can fly. It's like your brother's just telling everyone, like, no, I swear to God, I saw it. Just watch. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, just hang out here. Just hang out here. <laughs> Who are you going to argue with? I'm a farmer. <clears throat> I saw it happen. <laughs> uh, Wiki review is against violence to animals. We frown upon it. Yeah. Eh, unless it gets a good <laughs> laugh. Then you're sick to go. <laughs> Speaking of kicking chickens, that's actually a great segue. <laughs> that worked out well. So, yeah, what if, like, chickens overtook the world? Oh, you could just a, kick them like soccer balls. What a delicious world that would be. You think that, right? But imagine if there are literally chickens everywhere. Like, you can't even walk because they're all packly tight. Like, the world, as far as you can see, is just white feathers. Yeah, they're not even aggressive. They just won't stop breeding. Yeah, like, they're just there. <laughs> like, you open your door and they just walk on in because there's just that many. They just, all space is taken up by chickens. <clears throat> How long until you give up trying to push your feet through them and just start walking over chickens and there's just trails of chicken carcasses wherever you go? But then it would just keep getting filled in with more chickens. That's true. So the world would build up. There'd be layers of dead chicken, live chicken, humans walking on live chickens, soon to be dead chickens. It'd probably be like walking on stacks like eight or nine chickens high. The world's going to smell. I think everything you step on, you're going to have to eat. But what are they going to eat? Chicken, I guess. I don't know. This isn't well thought through. <laughs> There's chickens everywhere. What do you want from me? <clears throat> Clearly nothing has gone according <laughs> to plan. Although of all the animals that people eat, that's the one that everyone eats. If you eat meat, you eat chicken. I mean, if the world was suddenly filled with cows, India's fucked. And if it was pigs everywhere, I would love it personally. But there's like a good couple of religions that are going to be like, what do we do now? There's nothing but pigs. I'll learn to eat bacon now. You're going to have to eat bacon. God wants you to eat bacon. If he didn't want you to eat bacon, why would he have given so much? The, the plagues. You, know, you had locusts and frogs. Pigs, man. This is a good one. God gave us one back. If the world was flooded with chickens and then the government mandated that the best solution they had is for people to eat the chickens. So there was a law passed where you have to have a three chicken minimum. Each day you have to eat, eat three, three chickens. chickens. Oh, you're taking me back to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, I've eaten enough chicken in my life to know what that's like. And three chickens is a lot in a day. That's a lot of chicken to eat. <laughs> like, I could barely get through a chicken in a day. If you had to eat three, like, really, like, you know, you had to pull it apart, white and dark. There's no, oh, I had a leg. No, you gotta eat the whole fucking thing. Breast, thigh, you gotta carve it out. I wanna see bones, people. <laughs> I don't like chicken meat when it gets cold. I love chicken. But you know when people go, I'll save that, we'll make sandwiches tomorrow? No, we're not doing that Fuck that. <laughs> Cold chicken to this day makes me gag just because oh, of really? my childhood. Love warm chicken. Love freshly roasted. Love fried, baked. You name it, I love it. But when it reaches room temperature... You're not a fan. From then on, it's dead to me. So I'd be cool eating chicken three times a day as long as I could keep it warm. See, I don't know how I'd be able to go about that because I don't know how you, like, what, do you shave a chicken? <laughs> okay, that means you don't know. <laughs> it's referred to as plucking. <laughs> Whatever. 
have it. Can I use my razor or? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying razors are expensive. I think Gillette would come out with something for you. A chicken razor. The, the chicken razor. Look, you got to eat three a day. This is a marketing opportunity. You got to get those razors out there. Remember to go with the grain. So what did they actually mean by nature? Because I'm assuming <laughs> it's not the chicken thing. Chickens rarely count as nature. Now, I got to admit the world being filled with chickens is probably my favorite apocalypse so far. <laughs> oh, that's a dystopia I can deal with. I like, know. Slightly annoying, but also having to figure out what I'm going to eat for dinner is one of the mm. hardest decisions I make every day. Because it's like, well, I know what there is, but it's all boring. But if you have to eat chicken, right, just get on with it. It'd be funny like that first day where you're like, have you noticed there's a lot of chickens around? <laughs> And then this just starts getting more and more and you're like, I mean, they're going to do something with this before we run out of space. Are we going to have to do something? Someone should do something about these chickens. You know, I'm glad you said that because I was thinking it, but I didn't want to be the one to say it. But now that you say it out loud, that's a lot of fucking chickens. How is this even happening? And then eventually it hits to the day where chickens are just life. It's just as you crawl through chickens, that's just your daily grind now. You're just used to it. Uh, how was your day, honey? Oh, God. Got backed up. There was a big chicken pile up late to work barely had time to get the chickens off my keyboard before my boss comes in there starts telling me off apparently he can't get in his office chickens jamming the door I told him you gotta get the chicken grease that slips them off the door no one's getting chicken grease anymore so he sends me out on an errand have to go wading through more chickens how about with the you saw all the chickens but not one rooster that would cause questions it'd be like well, how is this happening how is there more coming about where are they coming from are the roosters underground matter of fact now I think about it I haven't even seen eggs yeah, there's just chickens. They're just chickens keep coming. Like, not even chicks. They're just fully grown chickens. They and, keep appearing. And you can't tell, is that a new one? Because they all look the fucking same. And they move. It's impossible to count them. <laughs> what if you found out it was some scientist with a cloning machine? <laughs> and it worked and he got so excited that he died, but it just kept churning out chickens. chickens. He never got past chickens, so these chickens just keep rolling out to town. I mean, hey, food is fixed. So therefore, we don't have to, you know, create any other food. What are the chickens eating? Nothing. They're just being created. Cloned. It's a good idea for a movie. How does Kickstarter work? Alright, yeah. The chicken apocalypse. We need to get on the... Yeah, if you guys like the chicken apocalypse idea, living in a dystopian world... In a world where chickens are everywhere. Like, seriously, everywhere. Like, you think, oh, in my living room? Yeah, in your living room. Everywhere you open your car door. Chickens. That's gotta be relatively annoying, right? I mean, there's gotta be some downsides somewhere. It's not very practical. (laughs) You'd imagine, like, the first day of shooting there where we're, like, sitting down in a room or something and there's just the rooms filled with chickens everywhere and I just turn to you and go I immediately regret doing this <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to pull in some big favors over at the chicken farms guys I need to borrow some chickens how much all of them pretty much I gotta do this uh this field scene <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're going to film in your house first, Ben. Put them in your living room. Don't worry about it. I brought enough chickens to fill your living room. <laughs> we might have to put a plastic top down or something. No, no, it's got to look realistic. Like, they just appeared. Now, they are going to shit everywhere. <laughs> oh, definitely. Definitely. There's no maybes about that. In fact, I've been feeding them some feed on the way over here. It's kind of, I've found out it's more of like a diarrhea type medicine for them. It's going to get messy. So we need to film quick, guys. Just have like at the end of the movie, instead of no animals were harmed, it's like, okay, honestly, a couple of chickens were harmed in the making at this movie. 
pornography, but not too many, we swear. We tried our best, <clears throat> although every single one of them did go on to be like a Coles chicken. They died in the end and became food. <laughs> you possibly ate it. I mean, only 43 died on set, but the others, they're all dead now anyway. And if you know anything about chicken mortality rate, that's pretty good. Percentage-wise, that's up there. I'm not saying it's the best, but, you know, it's not nothing. Do you know what Fahrenheit 451 is? I keep hearing that. That's the temperature that paper burns. In a world where literature is destroyed. So they're just burning books. Yes. Ah, and apparently that's nature. Okay. Is this just where we go live in the forest? Oh, no, I think it's where we don't have nature. This is the opposite, the lack of nature. Where everyone's not in nature. If all the trees were gone and they'd figured out the whole oxygen deal, would you miss trees? If you never actually saw a tree ever again, do you think you'd care? Because I don't think it'd bother me. I don't think it'd bother me, but it'd be one of those things like, I'm at the point now, like, would I even notice? It'd be one of those things that they'd be gone for like a month. Like, we wake up, not chickens, trees are gone. I reckon it'd take me about a month until someone would go, so have you noticed all the trees gone? I thought something was different. <laughs> in no way would that change my life in any means. I don't work in lumber. I'm pretty cool. Like, no, there's one over there. Garth, that's a telephone pole. Oh, but that's another telephone Phone pole. pole. <laughs> but what about, they're all telephone poles. You can see the wire connecting them. Well, they used to. <laughs> Shut up about the poles. What about that? That's a chimney. You're getting further away from the wood now. They're good. We're supposed to have trees. We grew up in that generation that was taught all that but yeah I probably wouldn't notice to begin with I just think like maybe I don't know did everyone get a new haircut something's different what about the matrix because they have that here <laughs> that's the niche. lack of nature though if they could make a virtual reality like the matrix would you go live there they let you program your own world they're Wait, like so I could be whatever I want however I want or am I just me in there you could program your world so it's whatever you want you can also give yourself skills apparently because hell that's yeah funny. I'll do that right now can we do that right now this sounds really <laughs> promising fuck this life. So essentially wiki review would be massive and we would be mega famous. Oh, Cause it's just complete fantasy. Yeah. And everything <laughs> would be, we'd be like legends and like comedy and podcasting. So yeah, complete fantasy. It's just our world created and everyone in it is just mm. simulated for our pleasure. And you could also upload into your brain to make yourself smart and funny. Oh wow. So like our podcast would start actually getting better. But the only catch would be is every person who's listening to it doesn't technically exist. They're a computer program. Not a problem for me at all. And also, I don't exist. I'm also a computer program. That's an improvement. <laughs> you can edit me now. And yeah, and that means you'd be in yours, and I'd be like, good. You'd be like, this is awesome. Garth, he's always got my back, sets me up for the joke. This is great. And I'd be like, Ben's awesome. This is great. If anything, we get along too well. I worried about not having that friction, but all my fans seem to love it, and they would be my fans. Because <laughs> I know in yours, it'd be Wiki Review featuring Ben Grohr. Woo! And there's also Garth Remington. That is acceptable. Carry on. I think I'd change it to Ben Grohr and friend. <laughs> Friend's a strong word. Garth and Co. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know why your name has to be on it. The Garth Show. Special guest, Garth. Even if you knew it wasn't a real world. That doesn't register as a problem to me. But none of it's real. None of this is real either. I mean, what is real? I just want to be happy. If I can plug into a machine and never have to work again, I'm up for it. It doesn't even have to be that great. If I plug into the machine and then I spend the rest of that simulation just like sitting on a couch watching movies, I'm cool with that. Turn me into a battery, I don't care. That's fine, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's how it started. People went, yeah, I'm cool. And then everyone in the Matrix is trying to like, oh, we got to free their minds. Hey, shut the fuck up. We got a good thing going 
doing here? See, I don't know how you would turn a person into a battery. It doesn't make any sense at all. If we didn't become batteries, then the whole premise of the Matrix, like, well, what good are humans to, to <clears throat> machines? We're <clears throat> not. Machines can do everything way better without us. I did hear an original thing for it was that they were going to use our brains for memory storage. Oh, yeah. Except that now they can do that way better with, like, you know, chips and stuff. That's a good idea. But then we wouldn't have memories. Well, no, because everything you would be remembering is actually part of the programming. So your house and stuff like that is really just generated by your memory. So, oh, so it doesn't have to store the matrix. So everything that you know is essentially <clears throat> what they're after. Okay, so now we've got that house figured out. So yeah, you would know your house. So they would generate the house based on your memory. And anyway, we saw it, it would just be coming from your memory. Now imagine going to the computer that has all that database, right? And imagine how many files you'd have to click down into to get to your brain. There'd be a lot of files and it'd be like, which one? And then you get there and you're like, I am so irrelevant. You could literally put me in the recycling bin and empty me and no one would know. Surely you could just search for yourself though. They could have a search function. Yeah, but you'd be like a number. You wouldn't be you. And it'd be in some weird part of it where like they'd have to search and there'd be all these results very similar to you. Even if you could see it in a group, there's like 10 on the screen and one of them's you, you wouldn't know which one's you. You'd be like, I think that's my house. It all looks kind of familiar. Yeah, like trying to find our podcast in the iTunes store. Exactly. You see <laughs> the struggle. Drowned out. <laughs> drowned out by the noise. Yeah, and we're making noise too. <laughs> exactly. We just need to be louder. We can do that. Yeah, I'll just turn up the volume and post. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> and Wally gets mentioned a bit on this as well, because that was post-apocalyptic. But to me, that didn't seem like a dystopia. That seemed like a utopia. Well, yeah, everyone's fat and doesn't have to move. Yeah, because you sit in a chair and you drink cupcakes. And robots do literally everything. And your bones don't even work properly anymore. But somehow you're still getting laid. You mean to tell me I can be a fat <clears throat> guy on a couch, never gets up, somehow still breeding. And I don't even have to look after the kid because there's robots to do that for me. So I don't even have to like pay attention to what I'm doing with my business. Wherever it lands, it lands. In, out, whatever. Because I wonder how the going to the toilet works for them. Have the robots thought of that? I imagine it's the chair. I mean, I'm not getting off this chair to get on another chair. You got to have a hole there for me. Yeah, I'd want like a robot to fly under me and it sort of catches my crap and then like <laughs> disappears. It's your guy's problem now. You're dealing with everything. Where's the wiping bot? It's weird that they left one robot to clean up the entire world, but they had hundreds of robots that would bring in liquid cupcakes. That makes sense to me. That's a high priority thing. We need the liquid cupcakes. Who's in a rush to get back to that planet? Yeah, it's dirty down there. Yeah, there's like crap everywhere. It's gross. Soylent green again. Well, apparently in post-apocalyptic thing, people are scared we're going to eat each other. Which when the world ends and it's Mad Max times, yeah, I will round up people like chickens and I will sell them as the meat as the side order to my toilet paper. Mad Max hasn't come up on this page once yet. Should have come up under violence. Well, it is more of a post-apocalyptic thing, whereas this is dystopian, which post-apocalyptic is a definite part of dystopia. But this is like, well, the world didn't necessarily end. It just works really crappy. But this is the specific kind of crappy it works in. Although Wally's pretty post-apocalyptic. Well, the society still existed. Yeah, but in space, the world had ended. It was a technicality. There we go. Yeah, fair enough. It's a science and technology. Wouldn't that be the Matrix? That is totally the Matrix, isn't it? Oh, is this Skynet? Oh, finally. It's got to be Skynet, right? Do, 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 do. This is a lot of things for essentially Skynet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see anywhere saying Skynet, so that's a problem. But why don't we just all get saved by the three laws of robotics? That never works. We know that. I think we've watched enough movies to know the three laws of robotics always fail us. They no. contradict each other. No, they don't. Is it, you know, don't hurt people. Number one is don't hurt people. Number two is you can't hurt yourself or destroy yourself unless it contradicts rule one. And... What's the third one? What is it? Yeah, we need to find this out. This might come in handy when Skynet takes over. Right, so, must not injure a human, must obey orders, and must protect its own existence. And in that order, 
sort of, unless it contradicts the first law, unless it contradicts the first or second law. So they're pretty simple rules. You can't fuck with them too much. Well, they say that, but then every movie shows how that doesn't work. Well, I remember the only movie that I know that showed that was iRobot. If you haven't seen this already, it sucks to be you. His whole reason, I don't like robots. Will Smith's, I don't like robots. Why? Oh, because I would have died, but instead of me dying, they chose not to save a little girl. So I hate robots. Because it saved my life. When I heard that, I'm like, that really doesn't amount to how you've been acting. Yeah, it is a stupid premise. I think the technicality they found in that was they imprisoned us because it was the one way to keep us safe. The idea that we're trying to protect us. So like, how can I obey orders? Like if I ask for like a grilled cheese sandwich and they're like, but that's going to injure you because it's bad for you. If you eat the the grilled cheese, it's going to make you unhealthy. So it can't obey us. If I tied you to a chair and then I took care of everything for you, I fed you a little thing cut in there so you could go to the toilet. You couldn't get up you couldn't move you'd be safe because safety and freedom are opposites so the freer you are the less safe you are and the safer you are the less free you are although there are times where you're not safe but you're not free either guantanamo bay that does kind of put a little asterisk into your <laughs> theory but it is true in other ways people have put it love versus fear in essence in other words you gotta love everyone man and you know if a few kids get diddled with i mean that's the <laughs> price for being able to walk the street at night right i choose not to live with locks on my doors i do lose my tv quite often but i don't have to lock it just looking down here at the typical claims that technology harms our communications it's just funny because technology is our communications the computers <clears throat> became aware and then went yeah let's just not let their cell phones work that would instantly end like society there was a show i was watching for a little while before it got really boring the premise was all the electricity gets turned off revolution or something yeah it sucks it's it like does. the first season is okay and not good it's okay, okay. and then it goes downhill from there and downhill from <laughs> okay is pretty bad for some reason there's no electricity and we can't make more i'm not exactly sure how that works out but oh that can actually happen if we get solar flares like you know emp strikes you've heard of emp strikes yeah well the sun can do those and it could just happen that the sun decides to shoot out a whole bunch of them constantly forever that would fry all electronical devices and although we could make new ones they would soon be destroyed how often does that happen it's shooting flares it itself it has happened i think before like the earth is kind of protected but with climate change happening see this is nature and technology coming together then that is a possibility it's one of those things that scientists go oh it does happen but it happens like every like million years or something uh maybe try um solar mp mp it uh is it erupts okay so we'll get an emp when the sun explodes but what else so there was a solar storm in 1859 right before we started this whole voyage of electricity so i assume if they had electricity it might have fried everything Mm. so wait if that happens again that's pretty much us fucked right yes but we could build more yeah but that's gonna suck for the rest of our lives the next generation might be on track but you know we're part of the generation that has to do it tough that's bullshit at least we have something to do you know i mean the good for employment which is the number one thing i've always noticed in our lifetime it has been climate change versus the economy everything is destroying the planet but we need the jobs we need the earth to actually fight back a little bit we need it to sort of go all right you've destroyed the climate so here's a whole bunch of actually it's doing it already i mean if you're a builder all these cyclones and hurricanes and tsunamis that's some money yeah but it puts the farmers out but then their crops worth more it all comes back you know bananas will be worth you know because the bananas will get destroyed each banana will be worth like I don't know two rolls of toilet paper so is that essentially all the dystopias and they didn't mention Mad Max once which I'm saying that's a dystopia fuck what you say well it is a dystopia well yeah. everything's a dystopia except Star Trek yeah they're very optimistic 
Star mm. Trek is if humanity got together and overcame all its problems and worked as one, we could have all been wearing spandex and have ships that go places and stuff. And that was very, you know, I think at the time it was great. Like people go, you know, this is where we could go to. Then over time people went, that's never going to happen. Are you familiar with the holodeck in Star Trek? Yes. I think that if we invented that, that's the last thing we ever invent. Because why do you leave it? If everything looks and feels real, then it's just like, yeah, fuck it. This is where I'm spending the rest of my life. Back to the Matrix. I'm just going to do that. You know those emperors that sit there while the girls feed them grapes? That'd be me. That's it. Forever. Yeah, forever. You can have anything you want. I want grapes. (laughs) That's it. I don't have to pick them myself. No, that's gross. Yeah, if I could get into a world where I don't have to move, this whole being tied to a chair scenario, really working out for me right now. I like the whole job of the hut deal. Let's do that. Yeah, I'll be a big fat, <clears throat> like, space toad. <laughs> Why not? Bitches still have to love me. I'll get all sorts of weird space girls. Yeah, and he's a gangster. I mean, chicks love bad boys, right? He's like the Biggie Smalls of, like, the galaxy. Or I could be a pirate and bang a mermaid. Which, how does that work? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's on my bucket list. I just want to dress up like a pirate. <laughs> okay, so the first and most obvious problem is How do you bang a mermaid, Ben? Are you doing it fish style where you just sort of jerk off and then she comes in later and puts eggs there? Well, it can't be eggs because mermaids have breasts. That is true. You don't have breasts and lay eggs. Well, uh, no, well, they still have eggs, but that means that when the babies are born, they can feed them. Yeah, but nothing that lays eggs breastfeeds. Humans still have eggs. Yeah, they have eggs inside them. But they don't have hard eggs, like, because the the fish eggs, they shoot out. If it has breasts, it's clearly a mammal. So, therefore, it doesn't lay eggs. Well, they have eggs, but they don't lay them, yes. Actually, it could be if it's a monotreme, though, because that's like platypuses and echidnas. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. See, there's it. They lay eggs and I think they breastfeed. So mermaids and platypuses? So yeah, is a mermaid like a platypus? Makes sense. You know, all these chicks doing duck lips in photos. So yeah, it might be eggs. Might be eggs. So you just basically, your your fantasy is to dress up like a pirate and jerk off. Though you have got, no, wait, whales and dolphins. Yeah. I'm going to solve this. They don't lay lay eggs. They don't lay eggs. No, no, exactly. That's my point. They still do it. Are you saying because, yeah, everyone assumes the mermaid tail is fish. I mean, all those scales is usually a a hint. Oh. Oh, wait, you're saying it's like because <clears throat> well no 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 because um originally mermaids the whole mermaid fantasy came from dugongs well dugongs don't lay eggs no they're mammals they're just fat dolphins which I guess when you're starved at sea and you see like a fat dolphin you're like yeah I'd do that the point is they see the tail at the end mm-hmm. they don't see the other side of it and they go yeah I'd have sex with that I've been stuck on a ship for a month with guys so that's interesting what you said before with the scales because dolphins dugongs whales they don't have scales no fish have scales that's right and fish lay eggs yeah. Yes. And I think that in a mermaid, what we're debating, the bottom half is probably the most important one yes, here. Yes, this is, can I stick something in there? Or is this going to be like a, like just a head job and, you know, don't smell? It's not going to smell good. It's going to smell like fish. If mermaids were originally created on the concept of like dugongs and dolphins, then that's not a scale tail. But that's over time. People have gone, mermaids are half fish. So here's the scales on them. They screwed us out of a root. So you just have to make sure she had like a blubbery tail and not a scaly tail. Big difference. Yeah, because baby got back. He had a bit of, you know, ghetto booty of the sea. I think a worst case scenario, I'll settle for head. That's, I know that part works. It's always the <laughs> always the mermaid uh, thing. But fish don't breastfeed, so the boobs. Maybe those boobs are just there for your entertainment only. Maybe mm. they're non-practical boobs, like our boobs, like man boobs. They're just there to be looked at. Well, yeah, mermaids have nipples as well. They do. Mermaids make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, no, whoever invented it didn't think it through very well. But then How again, would that even evolve? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a bunch of drunk guys on a 
a boat that had been stuck there for a couple of months at sea. You stop going about all the little details. You're just like, look, can I just have something to have sex with already? Not you, Gary. Sick of you. Gary said that he saw this beautiful woman over there. Well, he said that Big Debbie was beautiful too, so. (laughs) Likes the fat ones. (laughs) It was probably a dugon again. (laughs) Sea cow. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's it, a manatee. That's the other word for it. another type. I think yeah. dugons are actually, like, around Australia only. So for our international listeners, manatee. They're the same creature as far as I can tell. Like a crappy whale. Or a cool dolphin. So what did you think of this dystopian page? Oh, well, it's left me very disillusioned. I don't know, I think it panned out basically the way I figured it would. We're all gonna die. Yeah, and there's gonna be chickens everywhere. It was good to let us know that, no, we're actually already in a dystopian society, and these are other possibilities of how it could get worse. <laughs> we got that to look forward to is the excitement of will we get to be plugged into a machine and then not care what happens or will we be held at gunpoint to I don't know make Mickey Mouse cartoons that's very possible I'd do that I'd learn to draw Mickey Mouse you'd have to do it quick and well and with bleeding fingers because they would cane you no worse than my current job I know right (laughs) it always comes back to essentially just doing the same shit I just gotta go to a different building I might have to walk over some chickens to get there alright so I'm gonna rate this page a Mad Max out of a possible matrix because matrix is all over this damn thing and it's yeah, that, that's the best you could hope for a world where we just get plugged into something and it all just somehow works out somehow because machines are in charge it's weird how many of these dystopian societies we actually like i know right it's supposed to be bad <laughs> you're like if i can get plugged into a computer or drink cupcakes i'm sweet that's me i'm happy i don't know what everyone else is complaining about <laughs> free will shut up you know what i do with my free will i drink cupcakes if i never got up from this chair from this point onwards i would be a happy man That's right. I could live here. As long as everything I want is brought to me, that's like even better. I love that idea. Who's knocking that down? Forget employment. Politicians, get on this whole Matrix thing. Look, just talk to Keanu Reeves. That's all I'm saying, okay? (laughs) But yeah, I rate this a Mad Max out of a possible Matrix because, come on, we're talking about dystopia. We're talking about the apocalypse. And for some reason, it's kind of missing on this page. No Mad Max, but it's out of a Matrix. So I thought it was good. It was exciting. A lot of good stuff. What did you think, Ben? Well, I think I'll give my rating out of 1984 because that's the big shout out on this page they always refer to 1984 for like the go-to for dystopia and out of uh, out of 1984 i'm getting there i'm calculating my thing i actually take mine quite seriously oh i've noticed that <laughs> yeah you two what are you gonna rate it a 2001 space odyssey out of 1984 well no obviously because that's higher <laughs> <laughs> I can never decrypt your code. It's impossible. I would probably <laughs> give it, eh, let's say 1782. Oh, 1776. Wasn't that when Australia was discovered? Totally irrelevant. I just thought I'd throw it in there because I think I know a date. There you go. There but you I'm go. not giving it that extra four points even to make the reference. It doesn't deserve it. <laughs> now I know how you feel about it. See, we got there. Yeah, yeah. I'm very strict on that rating. <laughs> it does I might change. go a little lower, maybe like one, but no, I'll, I'll be generous. But no, it was, a, it was an all right page. I mean, it is very reminiscent of what when we did the catastrophic events yeah. events but yeah. or when we did robots or when we talked about matrix all those other times david ike <laughs> and bicycle for some reason somehow that got in there 
meant to. I don't know. <laughs> we always talk about the world ending uh, and Terminator. Do, 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 do. The world ending is probably one of the more interesting things. I we'll, think we're both at the stage now where it's like, can you just hurry it up? <laughs> I don't want to limp away from this. I mean, I assume that we'll find many more pages where it's like, hey, do you want to talk about the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely going to happen. And especially when they just give us so many options of how it can happen. I loved that every way how they had that it could happen, they gave us a movie reference. That really helps, doesn't it? Because we're like, economics? <clears throat> how could that possibly? Oh, yeah, idiocracy. Okay, I get you now. Yeah, now I get what you're talking about. <laughs> Family? What are you talking about? Oh, Fahrenheit 451. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're all on board. And no matter what segment we pick from, 1984, for some reason, relevant. Yeah, and Clockwork Orange, we didn't mention that, because that came up a bit. Which is a dystopian. That's a fun one. Which, have you seen that movie? I have, yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it too. It's Yeah. Yeah. It's what you expect for when it was made. I mean, it was all right. I think it's one of those movies that it, we were like told, oh, it was like banned or it was going to be banned. You know, this is very edgy stuff, highly rated on the censorship world. You know, you're very lucky to be able to see this. Then you watch it and go, why would this be banned? Yeah, who cares? Every movie I watched when I was five was way worse than this. <laughs> I watched Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but the whole point is a guy <laughs> with muscles can kill everybody. How is that better than Clockwork Orange? Because he had a reason. So what else have we got? So we got our YouTube channel. We got Humidor. We've got Public Domain Confessions. That video is still out. We talked about that a heap on the last episode. We've also got that just came out a couple of days ago. Another little sketch that's got myself and my brother in it, Matt, who provides a lot of the music that we use in. Well, he did the intro music that we do for like the beginning of the podcast with the this is Wiki Review or whatever it is. He does a lot of good. Uh, what, what do you call that? Atmospheric music. That drops, so you can check that out. There's a link in the show notes to our YouTube page. I'll put that in. And do we do anything else? Well, that's pretty much it. I'm gigging all the time. Yeah. Look me up on Facebook. I'll tell you where I'm at. Oh uh, yeah, Gus does stuff too. He's a comedian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're dropping our videos. Check them out on YouTube. Keep checking out the podcast. Keep doing everything you're doing. You guys, if you're listening to us, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, and rate and review us. We yeah. do need that. Yeah, let us know. So, five stars. That's what we need. Five stars. The best one that's like the most kiss arsy and awesome and just like, you guys are the greatest, I will give a prize to. A serious prize. It'd be an awesome prize. I might do it. Yeah. Yeah, you probably should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need those reviews, damn it, because it says on ours that we have not got enough reviews to be rated. So help change that. You're listening. So just do it. Please just do it. it. Takes a couple of seconds mm-hmm. and then we can stop talking about it because this makes us feel dirty for some reason. <laughs> That's not why I got into this. Yeah. And that goes the same with our YouTube thing. Subscribe to that. And then you're a perfect Humidor fan. And we have nothing but good things to say about you. So anyway, after all that selling out, I'm probably going to finish up and have a quick shower. Yeah. <laughs> you look dirty. I know. feel dirty. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Please do it so we don't have to ask. Makes us look classy. You should just want it, right? I mean, be cool. Mm. I mean, not so cool that you're like, I don't do ratings because that's mm. not cool. No, it is cool. It's totally cool. And you will be more attractive to the opposite sex if you give us a, a review mm. of five stars. Because we provide entertainment for free. The videos, the podcast, all of it's free. I know that makes it sound like we don't really have many bargaining chips because <laughs> we're just giving it away. But come on! Yeah, I have been wondering how this giving everything away for free is going to make us millionaires. That's always
always been the floor <laughs> on our plan. Alright, we've done something. Let's give it to the people. And if anything, we're like activists. Mm. Or something noble. So give us a review. That's our currency at the moment. Helps us get in searches and so forth when people look for us. Many other fun things. Plus it makes us feel good. Yeah, and we'll read it on the show. Totally. Alright, well we'll probably wrap it up there. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we will catch you next time. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Stab, stab, stab.